Thank you for tuning in to the Monocle Dynasty Podcast, where we keep an eye on Dynasty football. Your hosts, Crescent and John, dive deep on players, rankings, strategies, and much more. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Monocle Dynasty. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to the Monocle, where we keep an eye on Dynasty football. On tonight's episode, we're actually going to be doing a mock draft of a Dynasty startup. Uh, the, the twist this time is it's just going to be me and Crescent. We're going to be going up against the computer. Uh, we're going to have a randomized order. So, you know, we won't know until we actually click uh, submit <laughs> where we're going to be drafting. But we're going to go ahead and do that. And then we're going to see where we're drafting and who we're getting. All right, so on this one, we're going to be doing a one-quarterback dynasty startup mock. Uh, the reason why we're doing a one-quarterback is we did the two-quarterback before uh, with the with the 12 experts, and we kind of wanted to do something a little different, and we know that not everyone does super flex, so we wanted to at least offer that out there to people. And, uh, you know, regardless, obviously, you know, if you are in a super flex league, you're going to go ahead and, and bump up the value of these quarterbacks. But you know, other than that, you can kind of stick with it and, and see the strategies that we're going with. Yeah, so we are using Fantasy Pros, and they're, they're, they have a private mock draft section, so you can just set one up with you and your friends or something like that and do something similar to this. Um, you can set it up for redraft, for Dynasty, for PPR, things like that. So once I click start, it's going to randomize and tell us where we're drafting from and everything like that. So let's see where we're going to be drafting, John. All right, I have pick 103. And John, I don't see, are you pick, you're picking 112, so you're picking at the end this time. <laughs> nice. So I, I get the front end here. Um, I get probably like a spot that I really would not want to be in normally. It would be somewhere I'd probably want to trade out of at 103. You can end up with some tough choices at 103 sometimes, and it's just, it, can, it definitely can be easier to, to just trade out, but we, we don't have that option on this one. Yeah, so everything's telling me to take Michael Thomas here. It's saying like 86% of the experts agree. Um, the other option would obviously be Zeke. Um, I don't own a lot of Zeke shares. I'm slightly concerned with the change and, you know, if McCarthy takes over more or even like Moore was using Pollard more, um, they're seeing more throwing. Um, I'm going to go with MT. I think he has a little bit more trade value right now, right? Because he's like, he was by far the best wide receiver last year. And I think I'd be able to flip him for something else. So I'm going to, I'm going to go MT here. Yeah. I can't fault you for that. Like you said, I think just, just trade value wise, he's higher than Zeke right now. Um, people love them. So Michael Thomas. <laughs> All right. So uh, Zeke goes right after Thomas. Then you have Kamara, Hill, Adams, Cook, Hopkins, Henry and Godwin and you know what can I just mention how beautiful it is that Derrick Henry is going in the first round of these drafts because I mean I remember last year people were drafting him in like the sixth and seventh round in dynasty leagues as startups yeah think oh, wow. you don't re you don't remember how low his value actually was until you know like mid-season he starts blowing up and everyone's like oh my god he's amazing um, so I'm looking at, uh, I got Juju as my wide receiver one, which isn't going to happen. Um, as far as my suggestions that I'm looking at, uh, let's see the running backs. I have Mixon, Chubb, Jacobs, and Sanders. I got to go Mixon here at 112. I mean, obviously I, I have the next pick anyway. It doesn't really matter. Uh, 
but I'm just going to go ahead and take Mixon. And then let's look at the wide receivers. So we have Evans, Juju, Amari, and DJ. Whew. So I know I would have to assume that DJ is not coming back to me if uh, – if I pass on them now. <laughs> and that's the problem um, with the turn, right? The turn, you're stuck. Like, you you know people aren't going to be getting back to you that you really want, that you would rather just have, like, a few more draft spots back. Right. So you, you basically have to pick, do you want to take a value, someone that fell to you, or do you want to do the reach and, and reach for the player that you love? And so I kind of have to make that choice now. And let's see, if we look at – so looking at like the wide receivers that are going to be coming back to me, I'm probably going to be looking somewhere around like a Calvin Ridley or a DK Metcalf or something like that. Uh, whereas for running backs, I'd probably be looking more like a Leonard Fournette, somewhere around there. I think I'm going to go DJ Moore here. And I'm going to see how it comes back to me. I'm, I'm starting with Mixon and Moore, and I'm, I'm pretty happy with that right now. But I guess we'll see what comes back to me. Yeah, so we, we had Moore and then Evans, Jacobs, Julio, Juju, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, A.J. Brown, Travis Kelsey snuck in there. So now I'm looking at the options of Cooper, Sanders, Beckham, Kittle, um, CEH is here, Jonathan Taylor's here. Um, it's tough. Like I want to go Sanders and then honestly, I want to go like four RB straight right here. Like I, I kind of like, cause I have, I took Michael Thomas. So I think I'm going to go Sanders here and then try to get either CEH or JT on the other side. Hope one of those two guys fall to me. Um, I'm taking Sanders over them just because I think he has a little bit of a safer floor for this year. And so if something happened and CEH didn't get all the touches he was supposed to, or JT doesn't get all the touches he was supposed to, I think Sanders, even with the threat of another running back coming in, has already shown he doesn't need a ton of um, snap share to be able to be really productive. And because of that, I think his value is less likely to take a hit during the season than those other two could potentially have. So I'm going to take Sanders here and then try to get one of those other two on the, the other side. I'm surprised you didn't take the number one suggested player there. That was Amari. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I would have to be dead for that to happen. Um, I, I am not an Amari guy. And I, think we, I think we've said that plenty of times on here. So now I'm stuck with what a lot of people at 101 and rookie drafts have decided. CEH made it through because it went um, Cooper, Kittle, Lamar, Cup. So now I'm sitting here looking between – do I want CEH or do I want Jonathan Taylor? Which is a pretty tough decision, honestly. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Taylor just because I think long game, long wise. Like I just believe in his style, believe in his smash mouthness. CEH wasn't, you know, a he was like the fifth or fifth running back in a lot of people's views going into the draft. And I know like landing spots really important for running backs, and he landed in a great spot. But I. I just don't know if his talent matches everything as much as I believe in JT's talent matching. So I'm going to go with JT. Just so you know, he's going against the grain there because the, the experts were suggesting that uh, Edward Tolaire was the, the number one running back to go there. Uh, and like 25% of them were saying you should pick him, but there was a, 
who was it Sutton that was going over him, but you went ahead and, and made up your own mind there. <laughs> yeah. And don't be, that's another thing. Don't be afraid to go against like what experts are telling you. Like if you use something like fantasy pros, which I did a long time ago when I was first starting, you know, it's okay to kind of go against what they're telling you. Like you have to make up your own mind on players. You believe in who you want. Exactly. I mean, they're, it's, a lot of times it's probably better to make your own decision rather than just going with the consensus. But, you know, they're there for a reason. So we had Galladay, uh, Mahomes, Drake, Beckham, uh, CEH, Eckler, Gordon, and Fournette go. And I, so I, I said Fournette was probably going to come back to me, and, of course, he didn't. Um, so I'm One sitting, pick. <laughs> one pick away. Yeah, by one pick. Um so I'm looking here. Uh, you have DeAndre Swift, uh, Akers, Gurley, Montgomery, Singletary, and Dobbins. Man, they have Dobbins pretty darn low here. And then for wide receivers, we're looking at Sutton, Ridley. All right, so I have the two picks. I'm kind of running out of time here. I'm taking Dobbins. Yeah, There's... I would say if you let Dobbins fall, like if he ends up at me, <laughs> I'm taking him. There's no yeah, chance. no, there, there was no way he was passing me twice, but I'm just going to go ahead and pick him there. Uh, and then I was going to look at wide receivers and see if there was anyone that I really wanted. Now, let's see. Uh, so I have Moore, Mixon, and Dobbins. Um, so they're suggesting to me Sutton. And I don't hate him as my w- wide receiver, too, but I definitely don't love him either. Uh, so I think he's um, a very fair wide receiver, too. Yeah, like, I really don't mind him. I, I would never want him as my wide receiver one, but I, I really don't mind him. But it's kind of between Sutton, Ridley, Metcalf, uh, Robinson, which is kind of funny because we just went with uh, Ridley and Metcalf uh, in, in our other pod. And um... yeah, for the for the people that are patron members, we we were just debating about some of these guys. Particularly, we had a debate with Ridley. We had a debate with DK um, and some other these young wide receivers. All right, so we know the depth at wide receiver this year especially, so I'm going to go ahead and pick Swift. Um, I'm not a huge Swift guy, but at the same time, like I said, there's a lot of wide receiver depth, and so I'm willing to wait and see who's going to drop to me. Uh, after... Oh, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> we we so got somebody happy. After Swift went, we got Mark Andrews, Calvin Ridley, Chris Carson, way too early on him, Adam Thielen, also early, Keenan Allen, Cortland Sutton, DK, Le'Veon Bell. And then the guy that falls to me, a guy that I would gladly have as my wide receiver one, and in this situation, he's my wide receiver two, and that's Allen Robinson. Like, I'm kind yeah, of that's amazed. A, that's that, a great pick. Yeah, that, that he falls this far. Yeah, I like that. It's a no-brainer uh, in my mind. I'll tell you what, you were kind of saying you weren't the happiest being at 103, but it's kind of working out for you right now. It's looking pretty damn nice. I know. I didn't expect to have some of these running backs get back to me. Oh, my God. And for my – you got to be kidding me. For my, my wide receiver three, you're going to give me the one, the only DJ baby shark? Come on. <laughs> like, this this just unfair. When we put this up and we have people pick, I'm I'm going to feel really bad for you when they see my team versus yours. I know, yeah. I'm I'm starting to get a little concerned. I really wasn't too worried about it, but Ooh, but DJ man, Chark is, is a, a number 3? Come on. Yeah. You know, once again with Chark, it's kind of like Sutton, you know, like we you know, he, they're kind of valued around the same. Like I definitely wouldn't want them as my one. I would take them as my two, but to get them as your three, that's uh, uh that's pretty easy there. So 
after chart goes, we have Gallup, Singletary, Ertz, Connor, Hilton, Parker. That Hilton one seems a little early for me. Uh, Parker, Judy, and David Johnson. So I'm back up, and let's see. So Cam Akers actually fell to me here. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I mean, obviously I have the two picks. So like, I don't know if I want to go running back, running back, uh, wide receiver, wide receiver. For the wide receivers, uh, we have CD, Debo, McLaurin, uh, Woods, Boyd. You know, some of the rookies, Rager and Jefferson, and and then uh, the running backs. We have Akers, Montgomery, Hunt, Keyshawn Vaughn, Geis. And it gets kind of ugly after that. Um, so I think I'm going to go ahead and take acres here. And then I think I can wait on another running back. And, you know, so this is part of being at the 112. Like you said, you have to either go with your, your values or your reaches. And I'm definitely feeling a little better about your team at this point, because I think I'm going to go with CD lamb. And I believe it's a reach, but at the same time, like I also believe that he can turn into something. And so I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not hating my team, but I don't know. You're, you're starting out a little hotter. <laughs> oh, I just missed one of the guys I really wanted by one. So after lamb, it went Wilson, Woods, Watson, Debo, Marlon, Matt, come on, Jalen Rager, David Montgomery, and then, Jefferson. I was really kind of hoping Jefferson would fall to me here. Um, so I'm, I'm looking through it and particularly like at RB, there's just not a lot of guys that I value right here. Uh, it's probably some, something I'll look at, you know, come coming on my way back in the, the eighth round, because I think that's more where that talent range is. Like if these guys that I would probably plug into my, you know, they would be my RB three at this point behind Miles Sanders and Jonathan Taylor. Um, I'm going to stick with, with wide receiver at this point. And I'm going to take Terry McLaurin, who I think, you know, showed amazing stuff is the wide receiver one. I know he has a shaky spot with Haskins um, to get him in the sixth round though. Some, I know he's not the youngest guy, but he, he was just so productive and so nice. And even Darius Slay said he was one of the, he was like the toughest wide receiver to cover for him last year. So I'm going to take Terry McLaurin here. So after McLaurin, it went Waller, AJ Green, ooh, Raheem Mostert, Dak. That would have been a nice one to grab here at 703. So now um, it's still one QB league. Uh, I don't necessarily need another wide receiver. Like wide receivers so deep still, so many guys. Um, but we're kind of getting to a point with, with QBs and um, where I think there's just this last elite QB. And normally I wouldn't draft QB really early, but in Dynasty, it is nice to kind of have a young QB that you think is going to be able to provide you, you know, with a lot of years of production. And he definitely has the weapons to do that right now. I'm going to go with Kyler Murray. and I'm going to oh. steal John's boy here. Oh, he broke my heart. <laughs> Oh, man, I was just getting ready to say you made your first bad pick of the draft with McLaurin, and then again, and you go back and completely redeem yourself with Murray. Honestly, like, I don't even think it was a bad pick with McLaurin. I mean, he's your wide receiver four. I was just giving you some crap. Uh, <laughs> I might have to actually trade you one of my rookie running backs for one of your receivers at some point. 
but that's actually I was, I was thinking about it like my team doesn't look great on paper this second like as far as like a starting lineup but we're also talking about a startup draft and don't be concerned about your starting lineup at that point because I do have Joe Mixon, J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift, and Cam Akers on top of DJ Moore and C.D. Lamb. So, like, I have a lot of value. It might not be great starting lineup value-wise, but, like, it's it's still pretty nice. Um, it's definitely something people will want from you. They want those assets. Right, right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I can easily make some moves and, and get some veterans and, and stuff like that. Um, all right, so they're suggesting to me Evan Ingram, which is never, ever, ever going to happen. <laughs> uh, let's see. We have Marquise Brown, Kareem Hunt, Noah Fant, Henry Ruggs, Nikhil Harry, who we just talked about. Um, I'm running out of time here. And I am going to pick Denzel Mims. I'm room for the clock so you get stuck with Ingram. Uh, <laughs> uh, I took my boy Mims there. I, I couldn't pass him up. Uh, I would take him over all those guys. Like I said, Brown, Ruggs, Harry, Cooks, Pittman, Higgins, Fuller, Hardman, Slayton, like any of those guys, I'm taking Mims over. But you guys already know by listening that I love me some Mims. Um, so I'd like to look at the running backs and see who's there. And they're I know you getting... like Vaughn. <laughs> they're getting pretty ugly. I, we've already talked about how, like, I don't think there's necessarily going to be a winner there. I do like Vaughn, but I don't think there's going to be, like, a true winner in uh, in Tampa. And I think it might just be a backfield that you kind of want to avoid when it's all said and done more than, like, oh, Rojo's going to be the guy or Vaughn's going to be the guy. Looking at the quarterbacks, you got Allen, Wentz, Baker. Um, I mean, I, I love me some Baker, but it's one quarterback. I, I'm not, I'm not going to go that way. And yeah, and I think unless it's an elite quarterback, there's no need to to really go after one early. Or I mean, this is not really that early, but I don't think you have to do something like that. So I'm gonna go ahead and just keep my team young and rookie esque, and I'm gonna take Michael Pittman. Mm. I uh, you know I. At this point, I'm just kind of going with the rookie hype, I guess, and I'm just building an extremely young team that maybe won't completely dominate year one, but will be set up for a long time coming. Build, yeah, building for that that future. Um, so it comes back down to me, you know, my roster already. I have Kyler, Miles Sanders, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Thomas, Allen Robinson, DJ Chard, Kerry McLaurin. Um, there's not really like they're telling me to take Nikhil Harry. I still feel like he's not someone I have to be taking right here. Um, no, I think you can wait. I I mean, I don't think I can wait in the sense like I'll get him later on, but I, I don't know if he's someone I want necessarily on my team at this point. And so as I look through, like there's Keyshawn Vaughn, who I don't believe in. Um, there's Will Fuller. Like that's a real big boomer bust as my wide receiver five. That's not like a horrible option. Same thing with Brandon Cooks. Like both of them could be really good boom guys that I could potentially move in the season after they have a couple of those boom games. So I'm going to, um, you can hear my son, um, yelling for me over here. Um, <laughs> don't do it. He's telling me not to take him. So I, I guess I have to fade those guys. I'm going to go then with my other boy. I'm going to go with, I have 14 seconds left. I'm going to go young. I'm going to take someone that I've recently kind of became higher on. I'm going to take T Higgins, who I think has a bright future. Um, wow. 
I know. I mean, you got that rookie hype, and, and like you said, people do love him. I haven't really come around. I just – I don't know. Everyone's hyped on Boyd. Everyone's hyped on Higgins. Everyone's hyped on Mixon. Everyone's hyped on Burrow and, like, everything else going on with that offense. Like, there's a lot of pieces that have to come into – like, you know, that have to, like, work out for, for it to all work out for all those players. And so, I don't hate the pick, but I guess it's uh, it, it's somewhat risky. But then again, it's, you know, the end of the eighth. Not too big of a deal. Yeah, so the thing with – with um with Higgins that was my problem is like analytically he would he didn't jump out a bunch but I was having a conversation with FF Spaceman and he was talking to me more about it and I was listening to his pod too and they mentioned it you know he he got pulled a lot of times at half like they were kind of saving him because Clemson would just destroy people and so his numbers his market share stuff is way lower because he literally wasn't playing um a lot of those second halves of games and then you know, this whole thing about separation and the information coming out about how there isn't really any correlation at all with fantasy points and stuff like that. So it, it just kind of pushed me towards, um, towards him a little more. It moved him up in my board. You know, it's one of those things. Don't have take lock. Be willing to take new information in and adjust accordingly. Um, Nikhil Harry is still here at this pick. I feel like I just, you know, I'm willing to make a dart throw on him. If he hits, he had great analytics and stuff like that. Let's do it. Let's take Nikhil Harry. Nope, nope. <laughs> you missed your pick. <laughs> you timed out. <laughs> oh, he gave me Jordan Howard. Oh, my God. I clicked yeah. on it. I guess maybe my thing, my clock's like a second behind or something with my computer. Oh, well. That's fine. <laughs> Jordan Howard be my RB3 fill-in spot. Oh, man. That's uh, that's pretty funny. That's uh, That's a pretty big difference. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I agree. But you know what? I think my team's stacked enough that I'm not too concerned. Hey, that maybe that gave me that edge that I need once the, the people start voting on these teams. I was talking too long explaining Higgins. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. So Austin Hooper is up as my suggested player, which if you go back and listen to the Take It or Leave It pod, I think you'll know that I'm not going to be doing that. Um, Baker is my second uh, suggested player. Let's look at who we got. We got Keyshawn Vaughn still, Austin Hooper, Baker Mayfield, Nicole Hardman, Dallas Goddard, Darius Slayton, uh, Gasicki, John, Deontay, Higby. Out of all those players, you know, yeah, it's one quarterback, but it's still it, it's still a dynasty. And I want a player like Baker Mayfield on my team especially being that I have the two picks, you know, I, it's not like I'm really necessarily losing out on like, or having to wait, you know, forever for my next pick, obviously. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. And then I'm going to look at the wide receivers and I'm going to see who's available. You have like Hardman, Slayton, Deontay, uh, Chenault, Ayuk, Preston Williams, Chris Samuel. I don't really love any of those, but you know, then again, it is my wide receiver, what five. Um, so I'll trade you Jordan Howard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you would. Uh, running backs. I still got some time left. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, Darrell Henderson, Zach Moss. Uh, oh, Moss is still there. He's better than Mixon. Why didn't I just take him in the first, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. We're just teasing, teasing, teasing. Um, Matt Breda can, uh, can compete with your Jordan Howard. Yeah, we, we, you can get the other half of the pass rushing. I'm actually going to do an article. I'm researching more about how they're going to be used because it is going to be a backfield that's fantasy relevant. It's just 
who do you who do you really want to own them? How much are they going to get? Who's going to get what touches? Stuff like that. All right. So running out of time here now that I've just talked and talked and talked. Uh, I think people love Deontay Johnson so much that I'm going to go ahead and take him here. Uh, obviously, he could become something, but I, I think I might just t pick him up and trade him for for anything. Yeah. Um, I agree. I, I'm, I know a lot of people are on the hype train. Deontay's AB 2.0. Um, I have to look more into it because a lot of people talk about his ability to separate and stuff like that. And I, like I already talked about, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be good in fantasy. Um, you already have concerns with Big Ben. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot of things. We'll, we'll see. I have to look more into him, but he's someone that I don't know if is going to, he's going to might be one of those hype guys that falls you know fails to, well, when, to live up when you have so many people that are in love with juju Deontay, i guess james washington's kind of fall off as far, as far as the hype and claypool like how can all of those guys be the stud wide receiver so i'm, I'm kind of leaning towards like a lot of people are going to be disappointed and uh but I, i'll gladly pick him up and trade him away yeah um okay so i'm i want to go get another wide receiver I'm going to, to grab someone that is, is young. Um, normally right here, I would think about Chenault, because, but because I already have Chark, I don't think I'm going to do that. I'm going to take Preston Williams instead, someone who I do believe in that um, I know he had the injury, but he's someone that I think can be really, uh, really explosive. He actually led that team in target share when he was on the field, even with um, Devontae Parker at, in him as a – you know, as a rookie. So I kind of like grabbing him there as my wide receiver five. Um, I do think I need some running backs because I don't think I like Jordan Howard long-term. I'm going to grab another rookie. I do, you know, you mentioned him and I kind of held my breath because I was hoping you wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't take him. I'm going to take Zach Moss here because as um, if anyone that, you know, is one of our patron followers or things like that, I encourage you to go read the article that Andrew Woodworth um, Woodruff recently put out um, on, and, you know, I, I retweeted it and stuff like that. And you'll be able to see him talk about this backfield with Singletary and Moss and who he believes is going to be the, the guy in that offense. Um, and so I think my pick's kind of giving it away, but he, he really gives some great info on why Zach Moss is going to be the one a, you know, probably the guy that gets, you know, 60% of those touches, which is still pretty good, especially in Buffalo, where I think, you know, with a, such a strong defense, they're going to be running the ball a decent amount. And if he can take away some of those red zone touches from, you know, from Allen, from Josh Allen, then we might be able to see some really good rookie, um, rookie production from him. So I'm going to take Zach Moss to be my real RB3 ahead of Howard. Yeah, and obviously, I mean, it was a – it, it was a, a timed out pick, but I mean, obviously I would take Moss over Howard any day of the week, really over a lot of those running backs that went even in between there. Um, Breda and, and Penny and Vaughn is, is kind of up in the air with me. Like I, I, I could see either one of them uh, being something, but you know, there, there is something to, you know, definitely go check out Andrew's article. Like he puts in so much work with those kind of things. And, you know, where we do like the deep dives on the podcast, he's doing it in the article version and uh, it really does um, show up. So I had, uh, it's starting to get, you know, lighter, thinner, 
<laughs> really thin <laughs> here as we're we're looking at guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, like you, you mentioned, uh, Chenault before. I definitely don't mind him. I'm looking at uh, Ayuk. I don't love him. Samuel, I'm definitely not picking him. Uh, I still believe in Paris Campbell. I believe that he can become something. Uh, so, like, at least between those four, it would be Chenault and uh, Campbell as far as the wide receivers go. Let's see. I already picked my uh, my quarterback. I'm not picking any of those tight ends at this point. Running backs are very, very thin. However, since I have the two picks, I'm going to go ahead and take A.J. Dillon. Uh, uh, I was hoping he would fall. <laughs> solely for upside purposes at that point. Obviously, like I've already talked about how I'm, I'm building a really young team. Yeah, I might be able to make some trades and, and do, you know, do all that to like get a, a team that's ready for this year. But if I don't do that, then not only do I have those rookie running backs that are like set for this year, but then I also have an AJ Dillon that could be something next year and in the future, especially if they get rid of uh, Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones, that could be huge. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. And then I'm looking at the rest of the running backs and unless I'm not one to draft like other people's backups, you know, and I know people love uh, Alexander Madison, but like you're basically just banking on cook getting hurt, which is, not a bad thing to bank on, but um, I, I still think I'd rather go with one of those like rookie wide receivers rather than uh, dealing with that. I honestly feel like Paris Campbell has a better chance to be a an actual like number one wide receiver on his team, whereas I feel like Chenault, especially with his injury history um, and and like how they're already talking about using him as this like gimmicky player. I feel like that's all he might end up ever being is just that gimmick and, and not like an actual like wide receiver one that you're going to be able to bank on. So I'm going to go ahead and, and take him there. And then we had uh McFarlane, Madison. So Madison doesn't end up going, which I kind of guessed Crowder, Perriman, Higby, Harris, Damian Harris, how went Austin Hooper and Tony Pollard. Yeah. I was actually kind of hoping um, Jameson Crowder would have fell to me here. I was – it's just one of those those guys that is a veteran who's not actually all that old, but people really think of, his, think of him as being really old. I think he's only 27. And I've talked about him in the past being just one of these perfect guys to have on your team as, like, a really good floor dude who is going to get a lot of targets. He's going to see 100 post targets in the Jets' offense. Um, and he's going – you know, a lot of people are selling him for a second-round pick, and that's something that I think I'd be willing to pay if I was a contender and I was looking – um, looking to contend. So as I go through and I look at this, I honestly am just like kind of not in love with a lot of these <laughs> wide receivers or even some of these running backs that are available. Um, I'm running low on, on time right now. And so I'm going to take, I'm in a one Q, QB league when it comes to tight end, I don't like having multiple, a lot of tight ends, but, I'm going to try to do something where I draft one um, really guy that I believe a lot in Irv Smith Jr. I'm going to take Irv Smith Jr. here because he's my upside tight end, someone that I think has a ton of upside um, going forward in the future. And then I'm going to probably come back later on and grab another tight end that I think is going to be productive this year and be someone that could be really good for this year. 
Um, yeah, I don't mind that pick at all in the 13th, you know, like that, or I guess that was in the 12th, but in the 12th, um, yeah, late. Yeah, 12th. I, don't, I don't mind that. And so coming back, I'm looking once again at RB and wide receiver. Um, you know what? At RB, I'm, there's a lot of hype. I might as well kind of pair him up with, with JT here. I'm going to take Naheem Himes and be a guy that could potentially be a flex play if he really is getting all these catches and stuff. You know, we also have the Phillip Rivers effect. Um, we'll see if that comes into play in Indianapolis. But I think he's someone that could potentially be, a, you know, a flex play here and there for me. Um, he also gives me a little more leeway and kind of like a, a – um, me hedging when it comes to JT on my team and the whole situation, whether or not he's actually going to get, you know, two minute drill and stuff like that. Cause I think JT is going to take the, the carries from Mac, but I don't know how it's all going to split when it comes to Himes and JT. So it'd be nice kind of having the option and seeing what's going to happen to play out and use both of them at times. So I'm going to take nine Hines right here. And the running backs are getting extremely ugly at this point. So taking Hines there wasn't like a huge reach or anything. If you were looking to get a, another running back and another flex spot uh, that you could even play this season, then uh, I definitely don't mind that because I'm looking at these running backs now and it's just like, woof. I mean, you're yeah, basically just talking about like a bunch of backups and a bunch of like dart throws. It's not even like backups really at this point either. Like, you know, Justice Hill is fourth on his team right now or – you know, Armstead, I guess, is third on his team behind Thompson. I don't, it's just one of those things that like, it's tough to take some of these guys unless you really believe in their talent. Exactly. I am – so I'm looking. I don't think I'll be picking any of those running backs at this point. I'm looking at the wide receivers. I mean, I have quite a few. I actually looked at the quarterbacks and saw that, like, Joe Burrow was still sitting there, and then I remembered that we're in a one-quarterback league. So I was like, <laughs> uh, I don't think I'll be doing that. Um, I'm really not a big Dallas Goddard fan. I'm looking at the tight ends now, um, but I do think that he has a lot of value and there are pe plenty of people that think he's going to be like a top five tight end if Ertz gets traded or hurt or, or whatever. Um, and so I don't have a tight end yet. I, I don't want to, you know, pick one early, but I also don't want to wait too long. So I would, I'm going to go ahead and pick Goddard here. I was and, considering and, him with Irv Smith. He was – it was like back and forth. I didn't know who I'd rather have at this point. Yeah, I honestly, like, it would be tough to make that call. I, I I feel like Smith probably has, like, a higher upside at this point. Uh, but, you know, we also know that Goddard's always going to be on the field and they love to throw to the tight ends and all they have are, like, decrepit receivers and a rookie. <laughs> you know, so it's uh, not too much going on there. All right, so wide receiver-wise, we have uh, James Washington, uh, D.D., Corey Davis, Alan Lazard, Chase Claypool. You know, it's it's getting thinner. I do love me some Corey Davis, but uh, I also think I can wait on him. Uh, you know, we're in the 14th, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait. I – man, I think I might go – I might go with another uh, tight end here just because I kind of punted in the beginning, you know, I waited 13, almost 14 rounds to, to get one. Um, now that's when it, it, you know, you have, you have to answer the question of like who you're actually picking. Like I have Gasicki, Janu, OJ Howard, Hayden Hurst, Ian Thomas. Um, 
I don't necessarily love any of those, but I know Gasicki's getting a big boost right now, so I'm going to go ahead and, and draft him and, and see what falls to me, you know, the next time it comes back around. Yeah, I think that's a fair pick. Um, I'm not a big Gasicki guy, but, you know, right after him, look at all these these um, tight ends that fell after him, right? Hayden Hurst, Gronkowski, O.J. Howard. Um, so a bunch of other tight ends kind of came off the board. And I was thinking about going tight end right here as well. And I'm looking at it and wide receiver, right? It's James Washington, Corey Davis, Alan Lazar, Chase Claypool, who I'm not a fan of. Um, and I've already kind of established that. So it's, it's really just like, do I want to take someone like a, you know, like that um, at running back They're you know, it's just completely barren. Maybe a Malcolm Brown, like believing that he might, but he's so uninspiring. Like when he plays, like you can, you watched him last year. He had the the lead role when Gurley was out and it just was very, very uninspiring to watch. Not someone that, you know, you could even root like, Oh, this guy is going to be good for my team. Um, you know, or at least exciting for my team or anything like that. So I'm actually going to go tight end as well. I actually wanted Hurst to fall. I was hoping he would. Um, I'm going to take Jonu, you know, I'm going to feed into a little bit of that narrative. He's playing catch with Tannehill and he's in that contract year. And we saw how athletic he was. He took that fit. Was it like a 51 yarder or plus to the house? Um, so t- taking two young upside tight ends, you know, and hoping one of them, one of them hits like a scatter shot. Yeah. I mean, I basically started a, a tight end spree here. <laughs> it, uh, that, I guess I, I kind of made the right call there because it would have been pretty ugly by the time it come back to me. Yeah, so now we are back to me again. And there's def, like still more of this, this uninspiring stuff going through as I look at these player options. And this becomes when you start like thinking about who are the dart throws you want to take chances on and who you don't want to take a chance on. Um, so I'm I'm – ruffling through all this this garbage honestly as you look through these these options that you have because a lot of these guys aren't going to really be that fantasy relevant i'm gonna oh no i just realized that Corey davis went i thought he was gonna drop to me (laughs) yeah yeah I i wanted him on my team so i'm going to take a stab on a guy that I'm a believer in, and I think, you know, like injuries kind of messed up his, his chances. I'm going to go with Tyler Johnson just because, you know, I think we're going to be in a good offense. An injury happens. He could step in. He could have some big production. He's young. I like his talent. Yeah, I like that pick. I mean, it's, it's truly upside. That's all you're going for at that point, but you're also in the 15th round. So, I mean, what else are you expecting? I mean, you have guys like, like, you know, what went after him was uh, Tua, which, I mean, it's one quarterback, but you could have had another high upside uh, quarterback there at that point, but you know, you're probably only drafting one. Uh, Eno Benjamin, Justin Jackson, Justice Hill, Lamar Miller, Darwin Thompson, Devontae Freeman, and Ryquell Armstead. So we definitely had a running back run uh, at that point, but I don't necessarily know if I want any of those players. Um, right now, it's telling me my suggested player is Jared Goff. Uh, being that it's a one quarterback, I'm, I'm not going to do it. Um, you know, obviously, like it, we're only drafting, what was it, uh, 16? 
players, I think. Rounds. 17 rounds, yeah. So, like, you know, if it was a deeper draft, you know, like if we were doing 30 picks or something, then obviously I'm going to go ahead and pick another quarterback. But, you know, being that we're only doing the 17, I'm going to stick to my running backs, uh, like my flex spots, basically. I still um, think this could be a quarterback spot if you really wanted to, though, like to try to play yeah. the matchups at times, because we know quarterbacks don't always have QB1 weeks. I'm kind of running out of time here because uh, I was yapping, but I, I'm i not really loving any of these guys, the tight ends. I'm going to go ahead and draft David Njoku because he's one of my favorite players. <laughs> um I was kind of running out of time there, but I had I had also thought about drafting him anyway. Um, he you know he's only 23 years old, and he yeah he's he's going to be with the Browns, uh, you know even for next year if they don't trade him away. But after that, he's going to be 25, and he's going to be going on to another team where he will probably explode and be like the number one tight end overall. So <laughs> go ahead and make that pick. Um, You know, running backs are, are looking pretty ugly. I know a lot of people are, are excited about DJ Dallas, but then with them just uh, picking Carlos Hyde up, you know, I, I think he's kind of taking a hit value-wise. There's Frank Gore. Uh, he's still available. <laughs> Frank Gore is still available. I have somebody <laughs> in mind. I have, Actually, no, I have uh, Jarek McKinnon in mind, but I also think I can wait on him, um, especially I, I know you're not going to take him. So – I'm looking at the quarterbacks. You know, I think I will go. I'll go Jared Goff here. Um, it'll just shore up my my quarterback room, and and I'm I'm happy with that. I, I think a lot of the players that I'm looking at, uh, I'm kind of like reaching for at this point. So I would just go ahead and, and wait uh, for any of those other players. I uh, see. And then I was hoping Stafford would fall to me, so I can have that second QB that I think has that. Like if I'm taking a second QB, I want someone I believe is going to have the upside to like win me some weeks when I don't have to play, um, you know, when I don't have to play Murray. So I am going to actually steal your pick. I'm going to take McKinnon just because of all the running backs. He's <laughs> the only guy that I could see potentially having any type of impact. Like, you know, major. Now I'm mad because if I if I hadn't mentioned him, I don't even think you would have thought of him. No, I actually had scrolled through. How do you think I found Gore? I had to scroll through like thirty okay. running backs. Okay. Um. But it's funny when you said that I wouldn't take him. I was like, that's actually who I was kind of thinking about. Oh man, <laughs> I I really didn't think you would. I I should have taken him. I, actually, I'm regretting it. Let's revert it back. <laughs> um. So now, you know, it's my 17th pick. I can go quarterback to tell me Darnold. I'd rather die than take him. Um, I just if – if you've listened to me, you've heard me complain about Sam Darnold and why everyone loves him, and I just do not think he's that good at all. Um, none of the other quarterbacks are in, like, high-passing offenses on here. So this is one of those things where I would probably just grab someone off the waiver when I need it and just – run Murray into the ground. Um, I wouldn't even bother like thinking about someone else. And so I have to go with a high upside wide receiver, potentially like when you're this late in the draft, you want high upside. Don't bother with like floors. I could take a Larry Fitzgerald, but there's almost no reason to do something like that. Um, and so I'm going to go with someone that did really, really well last year that I like that I think 
showed that he can be a high upside player for you at weeks and times and someone that, you know, I've been told is definitely in the, the plans for this team. I'm going to go with Steven Sims from Washington, like as my dart throw, especially in a PPR. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like now there's a lot, a lot of mouth to feed, you know, over there and I'm not a Haskins believer at all. So I, I have a hard time picking any of those players, like where they're going, but Sims isn't going early. Obviously we're looking at the 17th round. So, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with taking him. And he definitely finished the year strong last season. He finished I just, strong with Haskins. That's what I liked about it is he finished strong with Haskins at quarterback. Right. No, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know who's going to be what in that offense. And like, especially with the draft picks they had this season and like the 18 running backs that they have and, and everything. Like, I have no idea what's going to happen with that offense. Obviously there's a lot of questions. Oh, you can take there. AP. Oh, I could, I could take AP there. Uh, like you said, Frank Gore's still sitting there. He's always, uh, you know, he's going to be playing for another decade. <laughs> um, all right. So I'm probably going to go with a wide receiver here. I'm saying that. And then I'm looking at him and I'm like, all I see, all I see are like Redskins wide receivers. Like what's going on here? I just talked about how I don't want any of them. And then, you know, Hunter that's Renfrew's I not a bad pick here. I think he finished strong last year too. I, I'm going to completely, oh man. I, yeah, I, I do not like that. All right. So I completely just, I'm a fraud apparently because I just took Antonio Gandy Golden as my uh, as my last pick after I just talked about how I don't want any of the Redskins uh, wide receivers and everything. But I actually think that he has like a small chance of being like a wide receiver one when it's all said and done. All right, so I got my grade. Uh, did you get yours? Oh yeah, I got a 94. I crushed it. Oh, 94. Okay, see, I got an 86. Um, oh yeah, there we I'm, go. Um, we're going to have to see what the listeners think. Who who won this draft? But yeah, I definitely I, think. I think the problem is I think part of that scoring is, is going to be like being able to roster, you know, your players. And obviously, like, we know that I'm going to have to make some moves if I'm playing for this year. But I have the firepower to do that. So I definitely uh, think it should be closer. I'm not saying that I won, but uh, it should be closer than the 84, 86 and a 94. So we, we can just put the first one on the board. Might not have to do this again and just retire undefeated. Um, <laughs> I'm like the, the new Bobby, right? Or who is it? Which one always wins? Bobby or Tags always get it mixed up who, who wins those things. But I think, I think it's Tags always wins, but Bobby always says that he wins. I don't remember. <laughs> so um, this was our, our draft. Let us know what you think. We're going to put our teams up on Twitter um, on our on our page so you'll be able to tell us we'll do a little poll and we'll, we'll see who gets some bragging rights for the next week until our next pod yeah definitely actually i was looking at the scoring and it has it broken down over overall and over starters and so for the overall we're within like 50 points of each other uh but then for the starters it, it has you um yeah, it's actually within 50 for that one, too. I was thinking it was a, a big difference, but no, it's not. So uh, we're, we're pretty close there. I, I think, I think you know, the viewers are, are going to be leaning my way, you know, when it's all said and done, and, and we'll go ahead and, uh, and then I'll go ahead and retire and, and go out on top. But uh, thank you for listening to this. Hopefully it, it kind of gave you some uh, analysis and of, like, certain players that 
you know, maybe you're not really sure of, like where to draft and that kind of thing. And uh, we'll be doing a lot more stuff here in the future. Until then, we're cashing out.